Welcome to Power Trader Radio's Trade Talk, the show designed exclusively for the savvy stock trader or investor of today. With the latest market analysis and strategies, stock market tips and tricks, investments with options and spread trades, near report, news, events, analysis, and research, we put it together for you. Hosted by Andy Peterson and Mark Eli. And now here are your co-hosts, Andy Peterson and Mark Eli. Welcome everybody to another episode of Power Trader Radio. Feel free to give us a call on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon in the Midwest. It is our what is our phone number? It is uh, it's a it's a well, it looks like a nine one four three three eight. 1702 that number again 914-338-1702 call us with your questions about options trading um we're going to be talking about technical analysis we're going to be talking about specifically the greeks and maybe just one or two um i've got mark eli with me we may be joined by our instructor john lindahl as well john lindahl hosts on tradecaddy.com the uh, tuesday night trades tnt um, we have a lot of fun with him. He's uh, he's an excellent instructor, and uh, we watch him walk through the trades, place the trades, and then uh, journal his trading techniques for us. So he's very uh, instrumental in the um, growth support of the community. So we he really embraces community. He um, he does what he can to foster and strengthen it because together we can learn um, you know that much more. Um, if we share our knowledge. Um, so news and events, Mark. Um, I was looking at my email this morning and, uh, you know, we've talked about cage matches in the past and, you know, pitting in just one trade against another, one trade against another. And here we see Buffett, uh, Warren Buffett, buying more Apple Antiva shares and he's dumping IBM. And, um, you know, so when Brookshire Hathaway talks, wait, that's not Brookshire Hathaway, is it? But people do no, listen. No, he is. And, and, More, um, oh, E.F. Hutton is what you're talking about. E.F. Hutton. Yeah, I know. And I actually, I looked up some of those old commercials. Those were really kind of funny back in the day. Now, E.F. Hutton, I can't remember, but they've been like absorbed three times over. I, I know that they don't exist in um, that original form, but I know that, you know, somewhere uh, Mr. Hutton – um, is is living on in some capacity from a, from his uh, from a business perspective elsewhere. I don't know. Have you, do you remember those commercials? Oh yeah, heck yeah, they were funny. Yeah, I think yeah, were... I think they ended up culminating in like I think they um, one of the major baseballs. Maybe it was like Yankee Stadium, and you got you know it was a, a packed house and uh, two guys are talking and. One guy says, well, you know, my broker is E.F. Hutton, and E.F. Hutton says, and then the entire stadium grows silent. So, yeah, that was like back in the 70s or 80s, and I still remember that commercial. Of course, I was just a young pup back then. But yeah. so what I was thinking of doing at some point, uh, Mark, was, you know, you got Warren Buffett. He's doing this and doing that, and everybody's paying attention to what he's doing. And, you know, we have Ari. Ari is our um, our stock analyst robot analysis robot and uh stands for analysis research index um i'm just wondering you know if buffett does something like if he buys more apple or if he dumps ibm 
um, we should probably kind of vet his uh, decision making against what our um, our intelligent our artificial intelligence robot says about those things. So I think in some future segments we're going to have some cage matches before. Uh, you know, in, in front of um, the, the live audience here as to what it is that uh, Warren says and what it is that Ari says and see if they jive. What do you think about that? A great idea. We just got a lead in. Are you ready to trade? Oh, I Something like, like it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. That's not going to take a whole lot on our end. We can go ahead and have, uh, have Dorinda or somebody else in um, with those kinds of skills to put something together for us. So that's great. Um, right. So anyway, um, we're talking a little bit about technical analysis today. Clearly, uh, Buffett uses it, but I know he's also uh, very much into fundamental analysis. But one of the key components of uh, technical analysis, and if you were with us last week, you listened to John Lindahl um, talk about the Bollinger Bands and the uh, uh, the five-day EMA crossing the 20-day and the MACD. Um, and unfortunately, we don't have any visuals because this is a radio program slash podcast. But I think the Greeks lend themselves a little bit more to a radio discussion. Um, you know, if you are on Udemy and you follow our uh, course on trading options in U.S. markets, it is listed as number uh, class number 180. It's currently a free uh, course on trading options in the U.S. markets. And 180 is the course on the Greeks. And so... We're paying particular attention to five of those Greeks. And, Mark, I didn't know if you wanted to give us a rundown on what the Greeks are, uh, maybe just a high-level overview, and then maybe we'll tackle one or two in the time that we have remaining. Oh, great. Great idea. Uh, just to start off, Vega, uh, we're going to get into uh, talking about Vega. And uh, but uh, your lead-in about the Greeks is even though – the uh, Greeks is a part of the option price and the stock price, and you don't see it in the chart. You generally think of technical analysis as looking at a stock. And this is an advanced strategy, advanced. This is, applies to really option traders and uh, stock traders and future traders, too. Uh, they'll go in and they'll look at how the performance of the stock uh, is measured and they use these Greeks to do that. And there's those right. and Greeks just, are just broken. Just interject, Mark. If, if you guys, if, if you're turning into this radio show or podcast and looking uh, for uh, a recipe on how to make a, a great gyro, we're sorry to disappoint you. Those aren't the kind of Greeks we're talking about here. <laughs> so, so the Greeks are broken into uh, first order, second, and third order Greeks. And uh, the beginner trader who is moving to intermediate and advanced is going to know about first order Greeks. And it's only the advanced trader, the, the really premium trader that will go into second order and third order Greeks. And our Greeks in finance are the ones that we primarily deal with are the first one that it's the, you must have the Holy grail of the Greeks is the Delta. And that's, uh, we've talked about that in another show. I'm not going to talk about it again in this show. And, uh, but out of those Greeks, there's there's six first-order Greeks in Vega, Theta, Rho, Lambda, and Epsilon. And the one we're going to talk about today is Vega. And uh, it differs in so many aspects from Delta because Vega is, is no longer uh, a comparison of the uh, $1 price movement in the stock. It's a, 
it's a, a measurement of 1% movement in the volatility of the instrument. And, and that's a really interesting word that I'm using there, the instrument. And the instrument for uh, stocks is uh, different than the instrument for an option because uh, Andy and I, uh, how many different options out there are, are there? There's the, the call option and the put option, right? And you got the, what, the long call and the, what was that, the short yeah. call? And, and yeah. uh, what's those puts? What are those? Yeah, it's the same thing. Got the, <laughs> the shorts and the longs, and you know, and, and right. I just have so much fun with this because you know, it wasn't too long ago that Mark was you know teaching me the options basics, and uh, back then, you know, I mean, I'm looking at the option chain wizard right now, which is uh, it, it it gives you bull options, it gives you bear options, it gives you stagnant options, it gives you um, wild card options, and so I'm scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, but you know what I'm seeing. All of these options here are just a combination of either a short call and a long call, a short call and a, um, a long put, a short put and a long put. It's just a combination of those four options. And so when you, as long as you grasp those four, you can make sense of all the trades that are available to you in options trading. So uh, the Vega is, how would, how do you use Vega? Well, Whenever you have an option and you have volatility, there's this word that we like to say, this, this little phrase, when the volatility is high, it's time to buy. When the volatility is low, it's time to something else. And uh, some say go, and so, but let's change that word a little. And when the volatility is high, it's time to do credit trades. And when the volatility is low, it's time to do debit trades. And just kind of a rule of thumb there. And so Vega is that measurement. And when you have volatility, let's say uh, we're going to go ahead and go into two trades. And I'm going to introduce one of those two trades right now. Uh, one of the trades we went into was Trade Desk. And that was ticker symbol. What was it? TTD? TTD. TDD. Yep, TTD. Yeah. So um, – they had an earnings report uh, earlier on this week, or last week, sorry, and their earnings report was off the chart, and that stock mm -hmm. went up a lot. I mean, it 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 doubled in price, and it left a gap. And there's this rule out there that uh, all gaps get filled. And this, uh, we went ahead and we found the support level of that gap, and we went ahead and we pushed a, a long put in play. Now, Andy and I just introduced those uh the put and he went ahead and said there is a short put and a long put and that long put is a debit trade you're going out and you're buying an insurance policy for the right to sell a stock or uh at a certain uh price in a certain period of time and we bought a long put at 55 dollars strike and we did that for june 8th uh, june 8th expiration so our expectation was is that that trade to go down in value but that stock went down one day. On Monday, it came out down. And on Monday, Andy and I logged in, saw that we could have sold our option contracts for a 50% mm -hmm. gain. Then mm -hmm. on Tuesday, that stock went up. And then uh, today, on Wednesday, that stock continued to go up. Yet our trade is still profitable. And how could we be profitable on a trade that we traded on the expectation of it going down, yet it went up. 
And that answer is because of Vega. Vega is the answer. And that's where volatility is being injected into a trade, and that's fear. Volatility is the fear of the investor. The expectation of the investor is all over the place. And, uh, as, uh, and people are willing to pay for this insurance policy at that same position. They're saying the same things we're doing. They're looking at the technical analysis. They've gone to their chart, and they've drawn a support line. And that support line was at $55. Or they, they're seeing a $55 in, uh, as a support line. And then there's mm-hmm. a, um, a resistance line. And their, their, their expectation is it's going to throttle up and down in, in, in between that. Now, Andy and I went out. We, uh, I bought a different number of contracts than Andy. So I, a full disclosure, we do uh-huh. have this in real trade. This is not a paper trade. This is a real-life trade. So – and, and again, this is not a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell. We're simply right. talking about this as an academic exercise. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Andy, my expectation was bearish, and Andy went ahead and pointed out on Monday our uh, financial expectation had been reached. We had to we had a financial expectation of making twenty percent, and Andy said, "Mark, why should I get? Why shouldn't I get out?" and and uh, he was right in his answer. He was he was saying the right thing. <laughs> you know your primary exit before you place the trade. He knew his primary exit had been reached, and uh, he was asking himself, "Why am I not exiting on my primary exit?" That is exactly the question. If you're going to stay in a trade, you have to ask yourself that question. And the answer, uh, I had a different answer, and we're going to save that answer for the next segment of the show. The point is, is you had to know your primary exit and you had to, when you're challenging that exit, you have to have a reason and it has to be a reason you agree with. So, right. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah, just, just to follow up on that. I mean, you take a look at this chart. It's probably one of the f- most interesting charts you will ever see. I mean, we're sitting now uh, with an RSI and you know, when it hits 70 or 30, it's bound to change direction if not before. And it's, it's like the RSI is at 86. And it's been sitting at 86.9 for probably looks like getting close to a week now. And it's plateaued that much higher above the 70 mark where you would expect to come back down. And yet it's not. Um, And so, you know, we're still waiting. We've got until June. But again, we could cash out now. And because of the volatility, um, we, we could make we could make a profit. Right. So, Andy, it is time for our radio break. All right. Oh, great and powerful wizard, tell me how I can make money. How dare you approach the great and powerful wizard? Not getting what you want from other investment wizards or advisors? Have you ever heard of options trading or spread trading? Have you not tried it because you don't know how? Look no further. Trade Caddy has the tools and education that can empower anyone like a professional. Their options chain wizard makes options trading simple, easy, and more profitable. Find out more by going to tradecaddy.com. Tuesday Night Trade. Sit back and grab trades that are too hot to handle. 
Find out more at TradeCaddy.com. Are you ready? Stay tuned. Trade Talk will return in a moment. Hey, Andy, welcome back from Chicago. Hey, thanks for having me. Or am I, having, I can't remember who's having who here. You're having me. That, that commercial, that commercial right there, the TNT commercial, gets me, gets me pretty pumped up about uh, TNT, Tuesday Night Trades with John Lindahl. So, I mean, if you're not doing anything on Tuesday nights, join John. If you're not doing anything on Monday nights, if you prefer to do your trading then or your trading education, I should say, again, for educational purposes only, then we've got Money Magnet Monday with Scott Lindahl. I had a, during the break, I had to look up the let's get ready to rumble. Um, uh, uh, the um, uh, the saying, I think it's for the UFC. It's Michael Bruce Buffer who says it. I'm wondering if we can get him on a call. Um, wow. I know that he is a, I, I've seen him on like the poker challenge, poker play on ESPN or whatever. So he's a gambler. I don't know if that uh, translates over into an options trader. It does not for me. I don't do Vegas, but um, you know, maybe we can get him on the call. Maybe we can get him to uh, do a voiceover for us so that we can do a, let's get ready to rumble and we can have these. Um, he can introduce our, um, our cage matches between say Ari and Bruce, uh, Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Buffett. <laughs> Uh, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So anyway, back to uh, what we were talking about. And we were just talking about the trade desk um, as a, um, a bear, a bear. What were we doing on that? A long put. We did a long put in play, which is that we just bought that long put, which is that insurance policy at $55, June 8th expiration. Right. Right. That's right. And, and so, yeah. And so I was talking a little bit about the chart and how the RSI is just, uh, just plateaued so high. Never seen anything stay up that high for that long. And also the Bollinger band just, you know, completely spread apart. Um, very interesting to see, you know, the breakout there and that, you know, we expect it to come back down. Um, and so how does that relate? Well, that relates to the volatility and the volatility is measured in what is called, uh, the Greek called Vega. So, I'm sorry, Mark, to interrupt you. Go ahead and and uh, and discuss how that relates to that trade. So what Andy was mentioning is the Bollinger Bands, which uh, the Bollinger Bands has uh, three components to it. Uh, it's got the high line, which is um, investors use that as a resistance line. It's got the low line, which investors uh, use as a support line. And then it's got the mid line where p- uh, people are looking for that as a trading decision. So uh, the Bollinger Band, as Andy was saying, the RSI, Relative Strength Index, is on top of the Bollinger Bands. There is a clear breakout of that. And, and that uh, it's been a breakout for four consecutive days. Up, up, up. Now, there's Fibonacci. Uh, we'll go. There's a lot we're going to talk about in the technical analysis in upcoming uh, episodes. As we get closer and closer to Elliott Wave and analysis that we use in there, you're going to get a slight introduction with that because what we're talking about now in the Greeks is going to play very nicely in the upcoming episodes we do on uh, as we get into the Elliott Wave and uh, talk about patterns there. But now we're finding a four consecutive days of RSI above the uh, Bollinger Band. And those, uh, in the, when we're talking about a range, there's an open, 
when the stock opens in the day and then the uh, the stock will trend up and then it can trend down. And when you look at that, there's different ways of looking at that. And Japanese candlesticks is one famous way of doing it. Open, high, low, closed bars is another. Andy and I will look at it with open, high, low, closed bars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, if you look at it with uh, Japanese candlesticks, uh, Steve Neeson, we have a segment. If you go back into Power Trader Radio, the guy who actually invented Japanese uh, candlesticks was on our show. He wrote the book on it. You can listen to him and our interview with him. Um, uh, I think it was uh, – go back, and I can't remember what episode it was, but um, certainly go through our library, and you can find them. Yeah, you can, but you can if, find it on our website at Trade Caddy under the uh, the radio program, and you should be able to search for it pull it up. But the uh, high, the range of day three touched the Bollinger Band. And the preceding day before and the day after, it's still above. So that means there's so much volatility in it that there, there's so much that uh, investors have no expectation. Uh, that They can't agree on an expectation. And this gap is definitely where the Bollinger Band broke out was at $55. That was the strike price. And because of yeah. that, it left a gap at $55. That was the departing, uh, the launching pad of that. So remember in the uh, first part of this uh, segment, I actually told you why we addressed the decision on staying in. And the answer was because we're trade. We only paid 20, I paid 20 cents for that long put per share. I had so little money in that uh, trade, and it's still profitable. And uh, the Bollinger Bands are still its still not settling below the Bollinger Bands. Uh, the idea, the train of thought is, hey, there's your, going to be a correction. We're waiting for that correction. We haven't had that correction yet. So we're waiting for that correction to come back in. And, and when that correction comes back in and we reach a profitable position, uh, we're going to go ahead and exit that trade. And Andy and I have put in our ROI expectation and it hasn't been reached or adjusted one and that's what we're going to do. So, right. Yeah. And this is the fun kind of stuff that you can do when you talk to John or Scott during their radio or their, uh, their um, video conferencing where they're doing these trades is you can join in with a paper trade. Again, this is for educational purposes only. Um, and just, you can learn uh, just by doing what, uh, what the instructor is doing, either by taking notes, by doing it on paper or by signing up for a broker dealer and, and, and going about it that way. But yeah, it's one of the greatest ways to learn is to take uh, an educator like Mark Eli um, and then take the tools he uses and then sign up with a broker dealer and, and kind of go through these paper trades yourself until you're comfortable enough to do those on your own. Yes, so is, is the the trade desk the only trade that um, that you did with reference to um, the Vega, or have you used the Vega um, with regards to any other trades that you performed this week or in in the this in the recent past? It's funny you mentioned that because I actually did. There was so much volatility in T-Mobile because of an earnings report that I couldn't help by uh, become contrarian. So I actually placed a bearish trade, uh, excuse me, uh, a bullish trade on a bearish uh, stock, on a stock that was going down, and I was going against the general thread. So um, I actually went out to Trade Caddy and our product, and I looked at Ari, and Ari did a very beautiful job of telling me where the uh, investors are thinking. 
its technical analysis was saying agreeing where where the stock was trending it was saying bearish its fundamental analysis were saying hey this this dog is okay uh, it, it can f- survive a, a downward move it's a, but it's not too good it was it was uh hold and then I looked at the sentimental analysis, and that sentimental analysis is where it's going out, and it's looking at the expectation of the investor. It's telling me the expectation on each month, each week, and even out a year, two years, up to three years away. I'm looking at these expectations, and I'm agreeing with the sentimental analysis on that, and I was looking at why. And uh, uh, our trade product goes out, and it looks at the put-call ratios, but it also looks at the news the stock and it does a very intelligent thing it actually analyzes the news and does some artificial intelligence imply some uh, level of artificial discrimination on uh, what an average investor if they were reading that news how would they react to it would their reaction be bearish bullish or indifferent and uh, Ari came back with uh, a bullish expectation and it applied that to the volatility, what we're talking in the Vega, and saw this big old fat Vega. Remember when we were talking about high volatility? We said credit right. trades are a beautiful thing. So I went mm-hmm. ahead and uh, bought a bull, uh, bull put in play at, um, uh, on T-Mobile. And then mm-hmm. I liked it so much, uh, it bull, uh, T-Mobile continued to go down, and I doubled down on it. I went ahead and bought a long, a long call uh, as it was going down. So as, as the price has been dropping, I've been buying in, buying in. And, and this is what Warren Buffett, you started off greatly by introducing a strategy that Warren Buffett had done and made him famous. He would buy when everybody else was selling. And, but he had the patience of holding and he would hold and hold right. and wait for it to come back up. So, yeah. um, yeah, That's I'm looking at the chart right now for T-Mobile, and again, you know, with this being a radio program, you'll just have to take my word for it. But here we have almost the opposite um, uh, RSI on T-Mobile that, T-Mobile that we did with uh, the Trade Desk, and it's sitting not nearly as far below um, uh, the 50 line as um, as the Trade Desk was above the 70 line, but it's kind of plateaued. <clears throat> You're expecting it to come back up, the Bollinger Bands. Um, have widened and now they're working their way back together. Um, but it is in a bearish trend right now, but I'm with Mark, um, just based on uh, what Ari's telling me and what, um, I'm looking at here with the technical analysis and the sentimental analysis as well is that it's going to come back up and it had, you know, based on all indicators, it's going to eventually work a rebound. Um, so if you're looking at fundamental or technical or sentimental analysis, like Ari does, um, you know, it's it's rare that you're not in agreement with what Ari's saying. I mean, it's crunching these numbers and it's coming up with some justification to uh, why it says uh, what it does. And um, again, um, it's hard, hard to think about going back to trading the traditional way when you've been introduced to some of the things that we're introducing to you here. Right. And, and like Andy just said, uh, whenever you're looking at the Bollinger Bands, you're looking at support and resistance, and Andy uh-huh. just went ahead and uh, talked about support. And what we're saying is just put it in a, a that simple language. It is at support. It's holding at support, and it's looking like it's it's horizontal. This John is going to introduce you to uh, a wheel of fortune trade. This is the opportunity for him to uh, take this this. Remember, you heard it here. 
live on Trade Caddy uh, Power Trader Radio. You heard this, two trades you heard today live. And this is one of the trades, T-Mobile and the other one, Trade Desk. And uh, John, when you pick up and run from this segment, I'd love to see uh, listen to John's segment on this. So make sure to go to Tuesday Night Trades, whoever is listening to this segment, and listen to how John takes this segment of what we're talking about and applies it to his lesson on Tuesday yeah, Night Trades. Yeah, and what's, what's neat about that, Mark, is when, um, you know, when we picked the trade desk, I think we were on Ari when we were looking at it. Um, no, we were doing the alignment report, which is one of his favorite right. uh, trade caddy reports. And we were, he was showing us how he thought it could be improved because we can always improve our products. And he's like, look at trade desk. And so we looked at it and we looked at the earnings reports and everything was starting to come together. And it was like, it was like, I was like, I wish we are, we could be recording right now what's going on here because this is, you know, what we need to do, Mark, is we need to go ahead and just record a couple of these and just kind of give a teaser so that people can see even more uh, indication as to why, um, why these, why these online educational live trading videos are so important um, to education because I mean, things are just, things happen and they happen as you uh, watch, because, you know, we do a little bit of R&D up front, but then we go ahead and apply that research on these uh, calls. And, you know, me, I'm sitting there going, wow, you, you know, you're, you really know what you're doing here. And I'm, I'm learning a whole bunch here and I, I appreciate it. And, and every time I'm on a call with you guys, I'm learning something new. So yeah, it's really just a great, great approach. Our next, uh, next week's episode, be sure to listen. We're going to listen, talk about technical analysis part four Andy and I right. always have a news events analysis uh, ready for you. So we'll follow up on where our trades were that we just talked about today. Thank you for listening to Power Trader Radio. It's Mark and Andy. We look forward to seeing you next time. See you. You're listening to Trade Talk on PowerTraderRadio.com.